Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. This is where I give you news and views from a West Texans, a biblical point of view, one that you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Thank you guys for joining me today. Um, I took a couple days off and uh, lots of stuff happened while I took a couple days off. So um, anyway, I hadn't felt this, uh, hadn't felt very good this weekend. So I took some time off to you know try to recoup and um, get ready. And then we woke up to a snowstorm, which yeah, I kind of knew it was coming because I listened to uh, Ryan Hall, y'all, with the weather. So if you guys haven't checked him out, you might want to go and check him out. He'll keep you up to date on all the weather. You can find him on YouTube. Anyway. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, you guys. So much stuff. If you don't think we're living in the end days, you might want to wake up and smell the book of Revelation or the world's turned to burn around you because I tell you what, I hear horsemen and I hear them getting ready to ride. Um, anyway, I can't say that too loud because my little chihuahua thinks he's going to go in the car. So, <laughs> yeah, he hears that R-I-D-E and he's like, let's go, dog mom. Okay, so we got some stuff to talk about today. So Biden's new rule will discriminate against faith-based charities. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, did you? Ah, and we must talk about hell. Pastors are not talking about hell. Churches are not talking about hell. Hello, people. What are you being saved from? Hello, people. Yes, where's the fear of God these days? You just don't see the reverence of God. He's a holy, holy, holy God. We'll talk about that a little bit today, too. In Revelation 7, who is behind the weather? Hmm, that'll be interesting. In COVID, something very dark is happening. Front page mag. Folks, we got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Arbinger's Daily. This was on the 21st. Uh, it was posted. I did start a episode. Ooh, I believe it was Sunday night. It just didn't, you know, it just, the flow wasn't there. I just couldn't, you know, nothing was going right. And usually if nothing's going right, that tells me the Lord's like, not today. So I just didn't do it today. And uh, I just did some studying, some Bible study instead. That's what I did yesterday. Guys, I really think if you're uh, wanting to really kind of know what's going on, and I've started this Roman Catholics uh, study, Catholicism, and uh, it's uh, Pastor Billy Crone there at Sunrise Bible Church. Um, anyway, it is on his website at getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com. You need to go check that out. If you want to join me, that'd be fantastic. And I'm just going to be giving some notes and stuff on Wednesdays and just kind of maybe playing a little bit of what he said because he does not copyright his material. Thank you, Pastor Billy Crone. And I'm a member of their online church. So yes, uh, if you do watch his church and you saw the girl from Texas, well, that was an SKS rifle, by the way. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> so anyway, um, yes, that's Heather from Texas. And uh, yeah, that was me, guys. So anyway, um, if you would like to, I think it's going to be a great thing. I'm going to try um, to probably play a lot of his, you know, my audio setup is not so great here in this apartment, but I'm hoping when I move to the other apartment, I'll be able to, you know, buy some really, you know, cool stuff and, you know, make this a little bit better. But I did purchase this other mic that I'm talking on right now. It is not the, um, uh, the sure mic that I had before, uh, the MV7, um, which caused me so many issues, folks. I paid buku bucks for that mic twice, twice. It broke down on me twice. And so it must be something that I was doing. I think it was the USB, um, the little connection there. I don't like that. So I do use a, um, an XLR connection. And so I bought this bike mic. It's a Donner 
Uh, it looks very similar to the SMB or the SMV. It was MV, whatever. Anyway, sure, Mike, not the big expensive one, but it was like a 300 and some dollar mic. So I'm not saying it wasn't cheap either, you know. Uh, this one looks very similar to it. It has somewhat of a sound quality, but probably not the best. But for my little budget, hey, it works, right? And so uh, it was uber cheap. I got it. Uh, I think I had like a 30% discount on Amazon. So I was like, dude, I'm going for it just to see if it sounds decent. Yeah. So far, it sounds decent. Um, I used the Wonder uh, Share Filmora um, studio software. That's what I used to do all my um, sound and to do all that stuff. And it's not mainly meant for podcasting, but I used to do videos. And so when I bought that software way back when, I did it for my YouTube channel. Guys, I have started my YouTube channel again. And if you're on YouTube, please go to Bible Prophecy for two days, all separated, not one word. My brother's like, you should do it all one word, which I do. You know, all my clothing has BibleProphecyForToday.com on it, all that good stuff. But, um, so as they struck down my previous channel, if you remember correctly, all my videos, I lost all of that stuff. <clears throat> and I'm hoping on my other computer that I still have some of those videos saved on that uh, computer. One of them I did was Satanism. Folks, it made me so sick, so sick to do that video. And I ended up getting COVID like right after I did that video. But um, it was worth it. Um, but then YouTube, of course, struck it down uh, like a year later. So that ought to tell you. They went all the way back to the archives of all my stuff. And so I'm going to try to find that to put that on my room build channel. But right now I do have uh, my YouTube channel back up. I just got it back up uh, yesterday. So I'm just still doing the artwork and that kind of stuff. But... Um, we shall see um, what happens, but it is, uh, it's still at Bible Prophecy for Today, One Word, and um, let me go to that channel really quick, and so I do have it up, so you'll see the little, you know, uh, the little picture thing of the me, well, it's not me, but it's the, you know, the little graphic thing of the a little girl with the ponytail, you know, the little uh, mic there with the laptop saying Bible Prophecy for Today, and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, so that's me. Don't have any videos up yet, but I plan on um, doing some more videos. They do take a long time, but uh, that's okay because I'm going to make them short. I'm going to do like really long videos. I'm just going to do short videos pertaining to probably like Bible study and stuff like that. So if you ladies want to join me, that would be fantastic. Um, anyway, another thing, uh, if you want to go to Spencer Smith, that would be fantastic. I uh, can check him out. And another thing I was listening to uh, last night um, it was, let me pull it out here, Marcus Rogers. Don't know if you guys follow him on YouTube. I don't endorse him or anything like that. I don't know that much about him, but I have been listening to a few of his videos. He's got some pretty good stuff to say. Um, as far as uh, me endorsing him, I don't know. I don't know him that well. He does have a church there in Chicago. Um, I'm not sure if he's the pastor. He doesn't have music. So, but... Uh, either here nor there, just kind of giving out some stuff. But he does um, call out some of those uh, false prophets and that kind of stuff. So uh, what else? I mean, he's even got Jamie Lee Curtis um, uh, faces backlash over painting. Of course, this isn't normal. Yeah, these people are, he is right. Uh, you know, Kanye, whatever you want to think about Kanye or Yee or whatever you want to call him these days. He, if you think about what he's been in, you know, this whole Hollywood, this whole thing. Uh, and if you uh, if you watch Spencer Smith, you're going to learn a lot about what Hollywood is. And, of course, what that all stands for, like the Holly branch 
uh, witches use this. So it goes back. So if you go into the occultism, symbolism is very, very strong with them. Very important. They take, you know, uh, all these. I mean, it means it has a lot of meaning uh, to them. Or we all, as Christians just, you know, going out there telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't understand because we're not into that world, right? We don't we don't know them. We don't uh, try to learn anything about pastors. Don't teach anything about that these days. And um, that's kind of scary because pastors really need to be teaching on this stuff that's going on. Because we are in the end days. I mean, there's not getting any more into the end of the end days because we are here, folks. And they need to equip their flock on how to live in these days. It's not, you know, you sow into my ministry and God's going to sow into your life. Whatever. That's just a bunch of, that is making merchandise. That's the old King James Version making merchandise of the gospel that folks is a sin that's an abomination that's heresy that's blasphemy get away from that get away from Gnosticism get away from all of that look I'm gonna tell you something you know how you make good money you know you know how you do that you know how you make money I'll tell you go out and get a job that's how you make money the apostle Paul he worked he made tents all the apostles worked okay so it's not like there's no formula unquote this is ridiculous ridiculous and if people don't see that for what it is you know satan has blinded you guys has blinded the people who are lost and that's true he is the god little g of this world remember he took uh jesus up on the pinnacle and he said i'll give you all these kingdoms you know if you just bow down and worship me remember jesus didn't say uh-uh, uh-uh, i own all of this he didn't say that he said get thee behind me satan for it is written so what is what is our, our offensive weapon? Our offensive weapon is the Bible, the Word of God, for it is written. Okay, if you don't know the Word of God, you're not gonna have that in your arsenal. You know what I mean? You're supposed to write uh, His Word upon your heart, meditate on it, think on it. Like I'm still in Deuteronomy chapter four, five, and six, seven, and eight. I'm still studying that because there's still so much to learn there. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But you got to know what is going on around you. And if you're not paying attention, you're just going to like, whatever, you know, like, oh, it doesn't apply to me because, you know, I don't listen to that garbage. I don't whatever. But your friends may, your children may, you know, your coworkers may. I have a coworker right now that, you know, needs Jesus. But anyway, um, so what you got to know what's going on on the dark side, people. You have to know. And so I'll tell you right now, um, I've been uh, studying. I've, I started the study there um, with uh, Pastor Billy Crone on the Roman Catholicism. And uh, anyway, uh, the first one out the bat, which is a strike against them, is the Pope extends power to a priest to forgive or absolve sins. And absolve means power of a man to declare free from guilt or blame. That right there ought to tell you that's a false cult. That's 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 wrong. That's blas that's heresy. That's wrong. That's blasphemy. Nobody has the power to forgive sins except God. Hello. What did Jesus do on the cross for you and I? What did he do? He took the punishment of our sin upon him. He did that. Oops, sorry about that on the mic. That mic is a little loud if you touch something, but anyway. But see, you can already tell. Number one, right there off the bat, boom. That's a false false it's false there's no purgatory folks there's no purgatory and you remember 
there's a whole lot to do with the Catholicism, with the Catholic Church and where it came from, folks. It did not come from Peter, okay? It didn't come from the Apostle Peter. It came from taking all different pagan religions and moving them together and blending them uh, when Constantine was there in Rome. So, but if you don't know the history of the Catholic Church, you'll be lost. Like, we are, we're, we're the Protestant experiment. They're going to come back to the Mother Church. No, we're not. You know, there were men and women were burned at the stake for taking the Bible and putting it into translations that everyday people could understand. You know, they were burned for that. They were skinned alive for that. They were strangled to death for that. Think about it, folks. Do you want to return to that church where they call themselves a church? What Catholic means? It means universal. Universal. They're trying to bring everybody together. And then you wonder what harlot is riding the beast system. So, I've, I mean, I'm, you guys have got to get into this study. It's amazing. I'm not going to go into it anymore, but, you know, I could be here for hours talking about it. And I don't really have that much, you know, notes taken down in front of me. But anyway. Um, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. <laughs> so let's let's jump back into uh, speaking of. So Pope Benedict and his recently revealed Antichrist letter, folks, is at WND.com. And we'll check out that. Okay, we, so he goes, he asked, there's this, okay, so the WEF, you know, they normally don't, you know, invite journalists that they're not going to, you know, trust. But anyway, there's an open forum. And so this is the World Economic Forum. Jacob Rosenberg on the 21st of January said, I asked a WEF panel about its anti human quote overpopulation and quote narrative and no one on the panel renounced it geez do you think that see look they think they have so much power they don't care what you and i think they don't care the little people the peasants the you know <laughs> you ants you worker ants you just do what we tell you to do yeah folks i'm telling you see see the difference between god's perfect creation and what satan has done to this world look at it look at the difference Look at the difference. And you're going to be like, whoa. But there are folks out there that think that Satan is the good guy. And God, God is the bad guy. So they'll take everything and turn it around. And I go back to the Garden of Eden. And did God say? Did God say? It's automatically questioning him. And what did Eve do? Instead of Eve saying, there's a tree of knowledge of, you know, good and evil. We're not, we're not supposed to eat of it. Nor, oh gosh, we can't even touch it. God didn't say you can't touch it. But she added to it. Added. Added. To what God said. And then I look in uh, the book of Deuteronomy. Where I'm reading right now. They added to. And then I think of the Pharisees. Like God gave 10 commandments. And he said don't add to this. And don't take away from it. Right. And then you go to what the Pharisees did. They added all these burdensome laws. To the 10 commandments that God gave us here. And just kept piling it on. Where it was so difficult. It was it became a burden. Instead of a joy to serve God. And God gave you these 10 commandments. To stay away. To live your life in don't do these, you know, or do these. Love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. That's what we're supposed to do. And if you do, you're probably going to not do the other commandments, right? You're not going to, you're not going to steal. You're not going to murder. You're not going to, you know, have false gods before you. You're not going to have any graven image and all this other stuff. And that God said not to do. Honor your mother and your father. Well, if you love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, you're going to honor your mother and father. But Anyway, we won't get into that today either, but I'm just saying, it's on my heart this morning. But, you know, whew, folks, these are the days that Jesus told us was coming. He goes, when you see these things begin to happen, lift your head up high for your redemption draws near. Folks, 
My head is up. I am looking. I am awake. I am waiting. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk a little bit about that because it's an open forum. And, of course, they asked the questions and uh, nobody expressed any opposition. Nobody. They're all talking about nature heals. And you can watch the video below. It's on uh, all Israel, allisrael.com, which is all Israel news. You can check that out. He goes, while the WF panelist, Dr. Mahmoud, shifted the focus away from overpopulation to fossil fuels, she acknowledged her solidarity with the overall view of the WEF saying that overpopulation contributes to climate change. <laughs> she noted, however, that countries like China have already reversed their one-child policy. Rather than advocating for government policies to reduce the population, she argued that the world's youth, listen to this, folks, she argued that the world's youth are already choosing not to have children. Why? Well, they were already telling me, are you sure you're a girl? I don't know, Timmy. I think you could, I think you could be Jane. Jane, I, I think you might be a John. You know, homosexuality, you know, be a pansexual, whatever. But don't go by God's design. No. You guys, China's in huge trouble. China is in massive trouble they have all these cities built and no population to live in them why their one child policy and what did they want they didn't want little girls they wanted little boys so now you have all these men over there they don't have wives their population is tanking give them 30 years folks it doesn't look it looks very bleak it looks very bleak but what did god say go and populate the earth fill the earth See, but they take it to the opposite of what God said. Everything they said is opposite. If you look at Satanism, everything is inverted upside down. The cross upside everything. Folks, tell you what, Spencer Smith, third Adam, go watch it. Whoo, you're going to learn a lot. I need coffee for this morning, guys. Lots of coffee. Mm. So, anywho, so he goes on to say, indeed, a recent pro law progress in America, abortion has become globally ubiquitous. 73 million children murdered in the womb every year guys every year that makes me so sick absolutely so i know it makes you guys sick that is a year my goodness oh lord jesus please come back and take us all home take us out of here especially the babies Anymore, furthermore, the constant barrage of propaganda celebrating sexual minorities has led to over 20% of American Gen Z adults identifying as LGBTQ in 2021, twice as high as in 2017. And the WEF, or WEF, and many of its most powerful partners are heavy promoters of abortion, quote, rights in the, quote, normalization, unquote, of LGBTQ lifestyles, working really closely with Hollywood and even affirming medical and psychological care for transgendered youth. In other words, the irreversible chemical and surgical sterilization of children, the intention destruction of God's design for sexuality, marriage, and family, and the denial of the image of God and children in and outside the womb are both key causes of the plummeting birth rates in America and across the world. And both are supported and funded by the WEF and its partners, folks. If you don't remember who were, uh, Margaret Singer is and where they initially set up uh, Planned Parenthoods, where the Planned Parenthoods are today, Go back and think a little bit. Go back and think. She was a eugenic. That's what she did. Go back and think. Where are they all set up? In minority neighborhoods, the poorest neighborhoods. You don't see them set up in Rodeo Drive or you don't see them set up in these really nice fancy neighborhoods. No. <laughs> no, those people need to have their babies. You know, yeah, we, we need those babies. But we don't need, you know, these other babies. 
And look at Canada. <laughs> Whoa, I'm sorry you can't make your rent this month and, you know, you're living on disability because you took the jab. Why don't you just go ahead and uh, let us made? You know, we'll do a medically assisted, you know, suicide. We'll, we'll just help you end it because, you know, we know you don't want to be a burden on us. So let's just help you end your life. You know, just take this pill. Mm. Hollywood. Mm. Folks. Wickedness. Wickedness. Anyway, guys, you can read more of that if you want to. But I will talk to you a little bit about the Club of Rome, which kind of feeds into Roman Catholicism. Okay, so this population control agenda didn't start with billionaires in the 21st century, but existed long before anyone was using climate change as a justification. Influenced by the ideas of an 18th century English economist named Thomas Malthus, many 20th century Western elites began to see the rapid growth of humanity as unsustainable due to the limited nature of Earth's resources. The investment maker David Rockefeller was a vocal advocate of human-led population control, and it was through Rockefeller that the founders of a group called the Club of Rome were connected. The Club of Rome, founded by advocates of international scientific planning, Aurelio Pesia and Alexander King is most famous for publishing a report in 1971 called The Limits to Growth. Folks, you can read a little bit more about that if you want to go there. But these people are wicked and evil. Evil. And I learned a lot about the Bushes that I didn't know. You know, George W. Bush and his daddy. No, no taxes. Yeah, we remember. In the United States, we remember. Some of you probably are a little too young to remember. Oh, Bush. No, no taxes. And then his son. Oh, they fooled a lot of people thinking that they were Christians. You could go to Christian book. You still go walk into like a Mardell or some other kind of Christian bookstore. And you'll see George Bush's book in there. You know, W. W. Yeah. Satanic. Satanic. Him and his wife. Satanic. Folks. Club of Rome. Lots of other wicked stuff. He was on his daddy. One world government. Yeah. That was his daddy. He doesn't fall far from the tree. Anyway, guys, you can go check out that article at allisrael.com if you'd like to read more about that. Anyway, uh, vaccine passports. So, Harbinger's Daily, right here, harbingersdaily.com. And this is by one of my becoming soon favorite authors, uh, Dean Dwyer out of Queensland, Australia. So, top story, vaccine passports, the desire of the globalists is to eliminate your freedom, posted the 21st of January. Most of us are all familiar with the passport. We all we have all been conditioned to accept that if you want to exit or enter a country, you will need to hold a passport and show it to a customs official. But... Although we have become accustomed to presenting a passport in order to travel, the concept of a globally required passport is relatively new. Creating in the aftermath of the First World War, at its inception, the introduction of passports was heavily criticized. Many viewed it as dehumanizing and an infringement of civil liberties because it sought to control the movement of people across national borders. That debate has now largely ceased, no doubt due to the fact that people have become accustomed to the mandatory requirement of a passport. Yet, despite the modern passport existing for only a century the origins of a passport go back many years the first passport took the form of letters of safe conduct in reality it was a little more than a written plea that acted as a type of gentleman's agreement that two rulers recognized each other's authority and stepping over a border would not cause a war in fact we read about such letters in the bible in nehemiah chapter 2 verses 7 through 8 we read quote 
Furthermore, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy, unquote. King Henry uh, of England is credited with issuing the first true passport in the sense that it allowed his subjects to prove uh, their identity in foreign lands. These documents are first mentioned in an act of parliament in 1414 and later in Shakespeare's historical play Henry the V, I believe, in which the king declares before battle. And he, he, he which hath no stomach to this fight, let him depart. <clears throat> his passport shall be made. In 19, or I'm sorry, in 1793, Britain made passports compulsory. I'm hoping to monitor the movement of people across the English Channel from France, which where revolution was in full swing. So by the 1800s, most countries in Europe were issuing passports. But then a strange thing occurred. With the increase in travel, the system fell into disarray, and in 1861, France abolished passports, followed by many other European countries. Yet World War I changed all of that as countries sought to tighten controls around the movement of people once again. But this was only, but this was not only used to control the flow of incoming people. Governments also used the system to control the outbound movement of men of fighting age. Bizarrely, the Australian government also placed restrictions on issuing passports to women. In fact, it wasn't until 1983 that an Australian woman no longer officially required her husband's permission to, to be issued a passport. Whoa, that's 1983, guys. Woo. Anyway, although the idea is absurd to the modern mind, the USA had similar restrictions until women started to push back in the 1920s. Craig Robinson, author of Passport in America, History of a Document, writes, quote, Restrictions on travel rarely took the form of government policy of officials actively preventing women traveling abroad. Rather, restrictions came in the form of accepted social ideas. Put simply, it was not acceptable for a married woman to travel outside of the country without her husband. He, of course, could travel with her. More generally, a woman or a married woman's public identity was tied to her husband. And passports reflected that in being issued to the husband with his wife being a literal notation. Folks, this is in America. In America. Whoa. Those who are doomed to know history or fail are doomed to repeat it. Yep, that's what happens. Anyway, uh, but the world is now facing the prospect of a new type of passport. Recently, leaders from some of the most powerful countries met for the G20 forum where they declared that the issuing of a vaccine passport will be necessary. A face value, the globalists, at face value, the globalists are claiming this is a positive, allowing the free movement of vaccinated people around the globe. However, what that really mean, what they really mean to say is, my goodness, folks, I can't read this morning. What they really mean to say is, we will restrict your movement if you do not do what we say. Isn't that the truth? Speaking of the Declaration, Liberty Council founder and chairman Matt Staver said this, quote, Digital health or vaccine passports along with tracking and tracing apps present a serious threat to freedom. Vaccine passports and tracking apps are about collecting data and control. The vaccine passport is being promoted worldwide to help to limit a person's ability to leave home, work, shop, dine, travel, attend a public event, or even worship. COVID is being used to advance this dangerous threat to freedom. We must never accept vaccine passports or tracking apps as the new normal. Sorry, as the new normal, the implications for freedom are significant, folks. If you don't see the writing on the wall, 
<laughs> you need to wake up. You need to wake up as Christians, even if you're not a Christian, but you love your freedom. Supposedly here in America, we still have a little bit of that left. You better wake up because this is what's going down. Of course, you know, oh, Biden is not even oh, Biden anymore. It's Biden out to dry right now because they are coming after him. So when you've done with all your usefulness with these elitist and these people behind the scenes you know and the soroses and rock and all these people when you, you when you're done with your useless use, usefulness well they will get rid of you kind of like they're doing biden right now they're getting rid of him if you remember right he said oh i'm gonna run oh i plan on running again dude can't even read his own sentences off of a teleprompter but he's planning on re- running again for election well they couldn't have that so all of a sudden all these documents are popping up like you know you know Excuse me, Biden, your reporters, like, is that, why is that box over there by your Corvette of these, you know, classified documents? You know, and he's like, well, well, my, my vet's not like, you know, just out there. It's in a locked garage. <laughs> They're just leaving them out to dry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. That's what they, when you, when you're done, you're done. Kind of like they did Clinton. Remember Bill Clinton? When he was done, he was done. He was kind of angry about that, but you got to go back, folks. And just watch what's going on. And they are getting rid of him right now because they got to make room. You know, they got to make room for, you know, Michelle Obama to run or Michael Obama, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> anyway, they've got to run, Rob. We got to have other people. We got to have a new face of the Democratic Party, you know. And so look, now what's going on? You know, Biden's son's out there like, what? So everything's coming down. It's going to crash on little Biden. But that's what they do. They turn, they eat their own. I mean, that's boom. That's what they're doing. So. Yo, folks in America, sit back and watch the show because, you know, we know what's coming. Anyway, and then we have Kamala. Hack, 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 hack. She's like a little horse hacking out there. I can't stand that woman. Kamala, whatever you want to call her. Ooh, Kamala, whatever. Nobody really knows. I don't even think she knows what her name is. <sighs> anyway, let's go on. So, the rational person can see behind all the smoke and mirrors of globalist goals. The vaccine passport won't prevent or contain pandemics. That much was clear from the failed efforts to contain the coronavirus over the past three years. Vaccine passports are about control. They are the gateway to complete totalitarian control over of the populations of the world. And the globalists are desperate for each person to sign up to the scheme because this is the linchpin to the greater control mechanism. Yes, folks. Naomi Wolf said this. She goes, quote, I am CEO of a tech company. I understand what this platform does. It's not about the vaccine. It's not about the virus. It's about data. And once this rolls out, you don't have a choice about being part of the system. What people have to understand is that any other functionality can be loaded onto the platform with no problem at all. Unquote. True indeed. Once you're in the system, they will increase their control over every aspect of your life to the point that you will not be able to do anything unless they permit it. Some people connected uh, the dots long ago. Others still refuse to see it. But make no mistake, when you add all of these ingredients together, vaccine requirements as a precursor to a valid passport, a digital identity, a social credit score, programmable central bank, digital currency, you end up with a control grid that will eliminate your freedom to live according to your own desires. Let that sink in. The desire of the globalists is to eliminate your freedom. Folks. That's what it all boils down to is what Dean Dwyer just wrote right there. It all boils down to that control, 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 totalitarian control. Mark of the beast revelation chapter 13. This is what it's all coming to. It is the beast 
system. And who's going to be riding the beast system? Mm, the harlot. And who is the harlot? And I'm just going to, I think it's the Catholic Church. A lot of people think that. So think about it. Hmm. Who has had, okay, so when Rome fell, what continued? The Catholic Church. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. GetLifeMedia.com. Go check out Pastor Billy Crone's study of Roman Catholicism, biblical studies. And while you're at it, go watch Third Adam by Pastor uh, Spencer Smith. Go check that out, guys. I'm telling you, it's gonna you're gonna have a whole new outlook of what's going on right now. And it's gonna, I mean, the Bible's gonna be like, whoa. When you go and you read Revelation, read all this stuff, it's gonna make it's gonna make more sense to you. Okay. Anyway. Beep. So anyway, he goes on to say, Dean does, he goes, in 2021, countless people were coerced into taking the jabs because they wanted to travel, fearing travel bans for the unvaccinated would be permanent. Well, they weren't because people stood against the tyranny and pushback. Even now, successfully exposing the fact that the jab doesn't stop transmission and the mandates are therefore effective, useless. Hmm. Will we be able to do the same regarding a vaccine passport? Time will tell. Perhaps people will just accept that as part of life as they did with a travel passport. Then again, perhaps enough people are now awake to the plans of globalists that their plans will ultimately fail. Whew. But one thing is for sure, he says, God is sovereign and whatever the globalists do, it is only because he has allowed it as part of his divine plan to bring judgment upon an unrepentant world. Folks. We got to remember all these pieces are moving together because God allows it and God's word will be true. It will happen just as God said it will happen. Guys, check that article out if you'd like to at harborchurchdaily.com. Dean Dwyer is the author. I really do like him. Anyway, we have more to cover this morning. So let's check it out. COVID while we're on that ideal COVID. Something very dark is happening. This is front page mag, front page mag. This uh, article is by Will Alexander. So it's about Will Alexander. You can find it at front page mag. So anyway, uh, frontpagemag.com. Very good technical. So COVID mess, something very dark is happening when saving lives become a crime. A co-worker of mine, he says here in California, told him about a friend of his, Dave, who never got the COVID shot, but in late December 2021 got COVID. In his early 50s, remarkably fit with no comorbidities, and with Christmas just a couple of days away, he figured he could ride out the virus at home. But he only got worse, ending up with symptoms so severe that his wife, fearful for his death, insisted that he go to the hospital after Christmas. With his lungs failing, Dave was put on a ventilator. But once the machine took over his lung function, his lung atrophied to a point where without a major medical intervention, he was in big trouble. Doctors recommended, um, ec uh, we'll say the ECMO machine, because I'm not going to try to uh, say those words. But anyway, ECMO, <clears throat> a procedure that temporarily removes the blood from the body, oxygenates it, and uh, removes the carbon dioxide, then pumps the blood back through the body. But there was one caveat. To get the procedure, both he and his wife would have to get COVID shots. No exceptions. With that, uh, with what the couple was learning about vaccine injuries and the low e efficacy of shots and boosters, they felt the risk far outweighed the benefits. Besides, he already had COVID, natural immunity, right? The hospital didn't budge. No shot, no procedure. With his life in their hands, this quickly morphed into a nightmare. But the couple didn't budge either at first. 
With time running out, they searched for a rare hospital that had an expensive ECMO machine that would perform the procedure without forcing them to get the shot. No luck. The best they could find was one that only required him, not her, to get it. So, after months of avoiding it, Dave reluctantly, grudgingly, frustratingly agreed to get the shot. That's when the nightmare plunged into medicinal or medical help. As his wife described, his skin boiled off his body. Dave had to be mummied in gauze like a burn victim. Aside from now being disfigured for life, his pain was unbearable, excruciating, like the feeling of being lit on fire and burning alive. Admitting that the shot caused the reaction, doctors asked Dave's wife to consent to the second shot to be fully vaccinated so they could get to the procedure that could save his life. Understandably, that moment struck her with lightning bolts of life, altering emotional torture. To save his life, she picked what she felt was the best of horrible choices and consented. But over time, it really wouldn't matter. The ECMO machine didn't work. Dave now needed a lung transplant. After being transferred an hour or so to the Los Angeles County Health System, the belly of the beast of medieval-like COVID protocols, Dave, mostly alone, quickly lost the will to live. His wife got the judge call around 2 a.m. on May 28th, five months, nearly to the day after he entered the first of three hospitals. Dave was dying. After the call, she made this surreal trip to Los Angeles, fought for nearly an hour to get through the labyrinth of prison-like COVID procedures, and finally made it to her husband's bedside where he was screaming in pain. Can't you do something for him, she asked. No, said a robotic nurse. We're not allowed to, med to med medically assist patients at this point. That's how Dave left the world in 2022, screaming in pain inside a bleak L.A. County hospital, completely muted to the world with his traumatized wife watching, consoling, and struggling with the turmoil of a torturous goodbye. My coworker's wife, a childhood friend of Dave's wife who helped relay the story to him, ended the saga with a sobering observation. And he says, quote, she said, the people who let this happen to my friend's husband, she said, are the same ones who talk endlessly about compassion and who ride around and with a be kind of bumper stickers on their cars, end quote. But it's much worse than that. Screams from the highly credentialed doctors desperate to save lives were also effectively muted to the world. They've been shouting for years now that COVID hospitalizations and deaths could have been drastically reduced with early treatment using cheap, safe but highly effective repurposed drugs. You see, folks, why I'm so angry about this. Anyway, in December of 2020, a full year before Dave got COVID, Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson held a Senate hearing on early treatment of COVID using repurposed drugs, where intensive care specialist Dr. Pierre Corey delivered in passion testimony on the miraculous impact of ivermectin as a foundation to protocols in early COVID treatment. Here's an extended excerpt from Corey's testimony that I believe he says if authorities had heeded, could have saved countless lives who, like Dave, were told to do nothing until their lips turned blue before being rushed to a hospital. Quote, we have a solution to this crisis. In early outpatient treatment, we have three randomized controlled studies, multiple observations, as well as case series showing that if you take ivermectin, the need for hospitalization and death will decrease. It is critical in this disease. We have a 100,000 patient we have 100,000 patients in the hospital right now dying. I'm a lung specialist. I'm an ICU specialist. I've cared for more dying COVID patients than anyone can imagine. They're dying because they can't breathe. They can't breathe. They're on high-flow oxygen delivery devices. They're on non-invasive ventilators. And, they're, and or they're sedated, paralyzed, 
and attach to mechanical ventilators that breathe for them, and I watch them every day. They die. By the time they get to me in the ICU, they're already dying and almost impossible to recover. Early treatment is key. We are tired. I can't keep doing this. If I have to go back to work next week, any further deaths are going to be endless or going to be needless deaths, and I cannot be traumatized by that. I cannot keep caring for patients when I know they could have been saved with earlier treatment. What normal human being with basic common sense would have ignored this doctor's advice? Yet YouTube censored that hearing. And strangely, Corey and some of the world's most highly published physicians have been maligned as conspiracy theorists and spreaders of mis- and disinformation for simply refusing to unsee what they witnessed on the front lines of the pandemic. Quote, something very dark was happening. Quote MRNA pioneer Dr. Robert Malone in his book Lies My Government Told Me after his wife Jill's self-published COVID guide was censored on Amazon in May or I'm sorry in February of 2020. Quote little did we realize that this was just a very early example of what was to become a large movement over the next two years a global movement involving collusion between government um, corporatized legal media or le- legacy media, social media, big technology, big finance, and non-governmental organizations to completely control and shape all information and thought concerning the public health response to the novel coronavirus, end quote. Saving lives had, in effect, become a crime. With all we now know about the catastrophic COVID response, the low efficacy of shots and boosters, and the horrific treatment of the vaccine injured like those featured in Jennifer Sharp's must-see film, if you guys want to watch that, it's anecdotals. Americans still can't get unencumbered access to cheap, safe, and effective repurposed drugs to treat COVID early. Drugs which, if you believe Dr. Corey, and I do, and I do too, uh, could have saved countless patients like Dave from needless death. Dr. Mullen puts it, something very dark is happening. Leaders need to get to the bottom of this whole COVID mess, hold people accountable, and bring justice to the very real flesh and blood people who've suffered and died horrific deaths. Guys, can check that at frontpagemag.com. And you see why I'm so impassioned and so angry about this. About how they about about the whole thing. And now they want children to get these shots. Boosters, get your booster, get your booster, get your fifty fifth booster. It just I I try to I try not to do a lot of articles on that because I get so upset, and this is very upsetting. And um, anyway, I will put a disclaimer on this uh, because that's not only hard to read, and I'm sure it was hard to listen to as well. And uh, may the Lord God comfort His wife. My goodness, folks, this is the wickedness that goes on—absolute wickedness, wickedness. So a couple of titles that I had mentioned. Um, that I wanted to go through and read. Eh, I kind of looked at them, and uh, a lot of them I don't agree. I'm not a Billy Graham. I don't uh, endorse Billy Graham, and so we're not going to read uh, one of those. So we won't read that one. And uh, another one that just doesn't, you know. Eh. So anyway, <laughs> we will move on, though. We will move on because there's so much more to talk about today. So what do these things have in common? This is Hal Lindsey. This was posted on um, the 23rd. So what are these things, what are these and hundreds of other things like them have in common? They are signs of the soon coming of Jesus. Planet Earth is in the throes of the birth of a new world. It's difficult even excruciating, but it is also thrilling. We are entering the days foreseen by the prophets. 
folks. That's what I'm telling you. You got to get excited. No matter how dark it looks out there, I'm just telling you, it looks dark, it's bleak, it's wicked. We listen to stories of this poor woman and this COVID and all the stuff that they're doing. Guys, they are doing things oh, that are so wicked behind the scenes. And so what is our hope? Is our hope in a, a United States president? Is our hope in like money? Is our hope in bomb shelter? Like what was our hope in? It should be in Jesus Christ. And the darker this world gets, and folks, it's going to get really dark, more dark than it is right now. I know it's hard to believe it. It's, it's heading that way. But where's our hope? Our hope is in Christ, Jesus Christ, who died for us and was raised again. And who's coming back to get us. So what are we here for? What are we here for? We are here to tell people the good news about Jesus. We got to get busy, folks. We don't have a whole lot of time left to do that. Because, you know, the one thing you can't do in heaven is tell people about Jesus. That's it. So, anyway, we'll move on. This is HowLindsay.com. So, by Hal Lindsey. So the price of eggs, a Mall of America security guard threatening the wear of a Jesus Saves t-shirt, attacks on the U.S. power grid, a worldwide obsession with pornography, another wave of nuclear threats coming out of Russia, a universal weakening of democratic institutions, a global reshuffling of leaders, threats of, quote, civil war in Israel, corruption in the highest levels of government across the world, weaponized artificial intelligence, deep fake audio and video enabling previously unimagined levels of deception, global economic chaos and on and on well she goes on to say what do these and hundreds of other things like them have in common well they are signs of the soon coming of jesus planet earth is in the throes of the birth of a new world it's difficult even excruciating but it also is thrilling folks we are seeing the days i'm telling you the prophets told us about Lots of coffee this morning. Anyway, so in these end times world, we are increasingly surrounded by foolishness, rage against God, arrogance, and by people who devise and delight in evil. It's important for us, our loved ones, our churches, in our communities that Christians respond well. So how does God say to respond? He says, first... Let's look at how not to respond. Jesus taught us to respond in kind. We are not to spew expletives, saturated vitriol at perceived enemies over social media. We are not to become fearful or violent. Fear and rage go hand in hand. Extreme anger often comes as a result of feeling afraid or threatened. That's why it is so important for Christians to walk in faith. How can you win people to Christ while living in fear of them and feeling unrelenting anger towards them? That's a good question. One that I need to ask myself as well. Just putting that out there. Anyway, so in Mark eleven twenty two, Jesus gave us the answer in only four words. Have faith in God. If your faith is in your own strength or the strength of your political associations or in a particular leader, you will naturally be afraid you will be outraged by every potential threat but faith in god allows you to exhibit and grow the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control that's galatians 5 22 and 23 of the nasb so don't pass over that listen to quick don't pass over that list too quickly i'm going to go back love joy peace patient kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control so i'm a redhead so i have to go back to that self-control <laughs> and patience that's a huge one huge those two big ones are for you know speaks right to me 
And I have that too. I have that list and I try to keep it in the forefront of my mind all the time because that's, you know, that's the fruit of the spirit. But anyway, we'll go on. He goes, so don't pass over that list too quickly. Consider each word. Don't you want that? Doesn't the world need that? These words represent light in an ever darkening age. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Proverbs 20:19 says, "Do not fret because of evil doers." Social media and cable news networks teach us just the opposite. They want us to do in nothing but fret over the actions and attitudes of others. If your concern is only for your own worldly well-being, then you will be obsessed with what evil doers are up to. But if you take God's perspective, you won't agonize because evil doers but over the future of evildoers. The next verse, Proverbs 24, 20 says, Therefore there will be no future for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. And for that reason, verse 19 and many other scriptures admonish us not to envy evil men. They may be flying in lush private jets to conferences about the terrors of climate change. They may have celebrity and power. But unless they turn to Christ, eternity will not be a happy place for them. Meanwhile, the lowliest by the world standards, man or woman in Christ, will live in an eternity full of love, joy, and peace. And we who have faith in God can live in the same heavenly love, joy, and peace now, he says. That is the Hal Lindsey Report. I'm really thankful for him and a lot of that he's done. He's got some great articles and books. Um, but you guys, if you want to check it out, if you want to uh, uh, give him a gift or whatever, you can go to P.O. Box 470470, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74147. Or if you want to give him a phone call, you can get one. It's a 888-RAPTURE, 888-RAPTURE, 727-8873. And... Uh, or you can check out his website, howlindsay.com. Guys, whoo, I'm telling you, lots of stuff going on. Of course, Deadly Skies, FAA moves medical goalposts for pilots. Of course, they changed their um, readings there for the EKGs, too, because all these pilots would have failed after the, you know, the jab. Oh, no, go get your booster. Get your job. Jeff Boss, get your booster. Get your booster today. Yeah. Get your death shot. Get your death shot. Clot shots here. Clot shots here. Yeah. Anyway, now it appears that the Federal Aviation, the FAA, the body responsible for licensing pilots, has quietly changed the criteria for measuring heart damage in pilots. Until October 2022, pilots were required to pass stringent health tests and have EKG readings of the certain uh, between these numbers. And you guys can check that article out. And uh, I'll pull that up for you so you can check it out at olivetreeviews.org if you want to go there. Or you can go to the Rare Foundation and check out that article. Folks, um, you know, I have I have tests on my heart and I do a lot of stuff like that you know, because I have some heart issues. But, I mean, looking at this and what they're doing for, for um, pilots. Folks, these are people flying your airplanes. Your airplanes are, you know, what if they have a heart attack, which has happened midair? What? Really? Hello? Yeah. Just listen to this little spot right here. Ask Dr. Thomas Levy, practicing cardiologist and author of the paper Myocarditis, once rare, now common, in the journal uh, Orthomolecular Medicine News Service, points out 
Quote, this is not a nominal increase in the PR interval, but a very large one. In a Harvard study that extended over a 30 to 40 year period, it was found that individuals with PR intervals greater than 0.2 seconds had twice the risk of atrial fibrillation, three times the risk of needing a pacemaker, meaning the presence of advanced degrees of heart block and nearly a one and one and a half times increase in all cause mortality or mortality. I'm sorry. Furthermore, greater degrees of the PR interval prolongation led to an even greater risk. Folks, these um, these EKGs are extremely important for safety reasons for these pilots because hello they're flying these aircraft with these people all these people on here right and um when you when you take into the account that we're not going to have any pilots because of all the heart damage well we're gonna have to change our evaluations and you know change our numbers a little bit we gotta skew the numbers you know just skim just a little bit just you know but do the people who make these decisions do they really care about you and i do they care about these pilots no they don't take commercial airlines. I can guarantee you their pilots are flying. They probably have not had the jab. I can guarantee you that. You know, uh, because they don't care. You, you see the different rules for them and rules for us. You know, you know. They're going down there now making all their rules for all of us at Davos. Making their multi-billion dollar jets and all this fuel and all these cars. Hey, I'm sorry. Um, your grandmother um, turned the heat up to 74 during that winter storm. That's just a little too big of a carbon print for her. I'm sorry. We we're going to have to cut her heat off. Yeah, you see how it goes. You know, or we got to charge you. But I want to bring this into effect. Okay, so think about this, guys. We have the Mark of the Beast. Spoken of it. You know what? Let's go. Let's go to Revelation uh-huh, chapter 13. Okay, we're just going to take it. Take a peek this morning. Revelation chapter 13. Okay. So, and um, Bible Gateway, it's a good, it's a good uh, online thing you can go to. You can pick out whichever version that you like. And for me, today, let's go with, da, 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 da. I like the NASB until I found out it was okay with the Catholics. And I started thinking, well, there must be something wrong with the NASB. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll go back to my to my regular one, um, which is the New King James Version. If I can find that one here. So I'm gonna scroll down. New American, New Standard, New Blah Blah Blah. Blah 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 blah. There we go. New King James Version. New King James. So we'll go there. So the beast from the sea. So listen carefully. Chapter 13. Then I, which was John, stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now, the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast so they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying who is like the beast who is able to make war with him verse 5 and he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and he was given authority to continue for 42 months 
Then he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God to blaspheme his name as tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him, listen to this, and authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. And he who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. The beast from the earth. Verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercised all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. This is the false prophet. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on the earth inside of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed he causes all both small and great rich and poor free and slave to receive a mark on on listen folks on not in on to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name verse 18 here is wisdom let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man and his number is six 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 so i go back now listen to this. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast that the image, listen folks, the image of the beast should both speak and and cause as many as would not worship the beast or worship the image of the beast to be killed. Well, how are they going to know? How how are, how is this beast system going to know? Think about it. Look what they're doing at the World Economic Forum and the Yuval Harari's and all these people that are talking about and the Klaus Schwab. Folks, remember what I talked about yesterday? I don't know if I talked about it yesterday or not, but Klaus Schwab, I think I did. I think I talked about it Sunday, but it was part of the program that I, you know, I just, yeah, you know, I may throw that in. Anyway, Klaus Schwab is up there talking about wouldn't it be cool, you know, if me and you were sitting up here on stage and I had a, a, uh, a chip in my brain and you had a chip in your brain and then uh, I could tell 
if uh, you agreed with what I was saying, if you liked what I said, then I would know because of our chips in our brain. Basically, it was a paraphrase of the conversation, but that's what he said. This is a world of another forum. That was on their stage. Folks, <laughs> they are already planning all of these things. And I did a thing on the food. Um, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys uh, caught that episode or not, but I did a thing on nanotechnology and our food. And it, uh, I'm telling you, I, I was not aware of this. I wasn't aware, but I am now. So when it says natural flavors, if you watch Bla- uh, Bobby from Flavor Flav, he'll tell you all about it. Flav City. That's what it is. I always want to call him Flavor Flav, but it's Flav City. Um, but if you guys can check that out, so all these natural flavors are not natural at all. And so titanium oxide causes cancer. That's in everything, folks. In your milk, it's in. It's all over the. It's every in your paint. It's everywhere. But think about it. They knew this. They've been designing this stuff. But uh, if you go back and you check out that, if you can find that, uh, I pulled up a YouTube channel, and um, they were telling us about all this stuff. So they put all this nano, um, these nano, all this stuff is inside these the food it's inside these chemicals there's all it's crazy you guys but anyway you can see how this whole network um is coming together and then you think about artificial intelligence think about it artificial fake intelligence we've been training ai for a while they've been using hearing you know is that a bridge here hit the three is that a bridge is that a bicycle uh uh you know you click all this stuff so we we've been basically training ai for a while but I want you to say the image of the, they gave breath to the image of the beast. There's going to be an image of the beast. And where are you going to find this image? Like, where are we going to find this? I sit around, like, I don't know if you guys do this or not, but I do. So if I'm sitting at a restaurant or, you know, at work, even where I'm at work, I look around, everybody's face is glued, glued to their phones, tablets, whatever. Glued. Like, they just, boom. And then you wonder, like all the, and then of course the mark on, it doesn't say in, it says on. And you go back to nanotechnology, Luciferian, Luciferious, all this stuff that I've, I've man, I did all these programs. I think YouTube channel was taken down. I had all of this stuff on there. Um, but I am going to see if it's on my old computer when I get set up at the new place. But all of this stuff, right? And so they have the technology, okay? Um, and they've talked about it, the WEF and Klaus Schwab and all that has already talked about all of this stuff. They have the technology to put this like, it's like a tattoo on you. So you get the tattoo on your forehead. Or you can put the tattoo on your right hand. It's a tattoo. And uh, you can actually scan it with your phone and infrared technology will scan it and say, bing, oh, you've got it. So you may not be able to visibly see it. It could be invisible, but they can scan it or they can be visible. But it's like all kinds of stuff. They have the technology right now to do what revelation 13 just told you guys what the bible just told you there is the technology to do this and so um how are they going to know okay have you guys okay it's called the internet of bodies iob and I, I don't talk about that a lot but i have done i've done a lot not a lot but i've done some research on that so it's called the internet of bodies if you want to go check that out and um uh so it talks about these mathematicians like uh, the RAND Center of Global Risk and Security, the Internet of Bodies, which I'll be, is actually an ecosystem. So they have this ecosystem. So everybody likes to watch their Apple Watches and everybody wants their Fitbits. And I'm sorry. I mean, I wear a Fitbit and sometimes I wear my Apple Watch. You know, it depends. I do, you know. 
Um, and I, you know, I just do it because, hey, I want to know how many steps I'm getting in a day. <laughs> so then you got to think about, is your privacy worth knowing how many steps you take in a day? <laughs> you know, whatever. But here is the World Economic Forums. The Internet of Bodies is here, folks. This was December of 2022. And I'm going to read you just a little bit of an article from their own, from their own horse's mouth. But I want you to say this was posted on their website June 4th of 2020. Internet of Things. Tracking how our bodies work could change our lives. Really. It says we're entering the era of Internet of Bodies. Collecting our physical data via a range of devices that can be implanted, swallowed, or warm. The result is huge amount of health-related data that could improve well-being, human well-being around the world, and prove crucial in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. This was back in 2020, of course. But a number of risks and challenges must be addressed to realize the potential of this technology, from privacy issues to practical hurdles. Folks, they have this planned. Anyway, goes on to say top reasons why healthcare consumers prefer digital. This is 2018. Goes on. They can pay. Oh, they can monitor health metrics. They can search for doctors. They can shop for plans. They can do all this stuff online, right? Connecting our bodies. As futuristic as the Internet of Bodies may seem, many people are already connected to it through wearable devices. The smartwatch segment alone has gone into a $13 billion market that was by 2018 and is projected to increase another 32% to $18 billion by 2021, which I'm sure has surpassed that by now. Uh, smart toothbrushes and even hairbrushes can also let people track patterns in their personal care and behavior. Folks, it's not about you tracking. It's about them tracking you. Anyway, uh, for health professionals, the Internet of Bodies opens the gate to a new era of effective monitoring and treatment. In 2017, the U.S. Drug and, or Federal Drug Administration approved the first use of digital pills in the United States. Digital pills may contain tiny ingestible sensors as well as medicine. Once swallowed, the sensor is activated in the patient's stomach and transmits data to their smartphone or other devices. In 2018, Kaiser Permanente, a healthcare provider in California, started a virtual rehab program for patients recovering from heart attacks. The patients shared their data with their care providers through a smartwatch, allowing for better monitoring and a closer, more continuous relationship between patient and doctor. Oh, jeez. Folks. I'm telling you. It says, what counts as health information? Everything. 1996 health import. Yeah, forget about HIPAA. Do you remember HIPAA? You know, where you couldn't just, you know. But it, that went out the window when it came to COVID. COVID vaccine? Do you have your COVID vaccine? Do you have your COVID vaccine? You need to have your COVID. I need to know. Do you have your COVID vaccine? That should be personal health data, right? But no, it's not. That's made public. That's all public. That shouldn't be public. What happened to HIPAA? Well, they don't care. It's only. So if it doesn't apply to them, right? It's only, eh, I forget that. So it goes on to say the data risk. Of course, there's data risk. Practical problems. Talks about a little bit of practical problems. But they're, folks, what they're talking about, they want to connect everybody. Everybody. There's already programs that can look like basically at your emotional stand in your face, these wearable devices, they can tell so much information. So is it too far-fetched that this image of the beast will be able to tell if you're worshiping or not? No. 
They're already going to know. There's sensors already that can tell them. They can read your brain waves. Folks, this isn't science fiction anymore. This is here and now. This is technology that they have. And it's just a matter of implementing this technology. And what stands right now in their way, a lot of people say the United States Constitution, which it does. The United States Constitution for global takeover. You know, the UN, all this stuff. Of course, the United States that constitution, our constitution kind of stands in the way of that. But what's the bigger picture? What really stands in the way of this um, demonic takeover? What really stands in the way? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what stands in the way. The church of Jesus Christ is what stands in the way. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So we, the church is not a building. The church are the believers who are born again with the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And if you read, I believe it's 2 Thessalonians, that's where it says that man of lawlessness, he won't be revealed until he, which is the Holy Spirit, is removed. Or actually, it's not really removed from there, but taken out of the way. So when the church is taken, snatched, harpazzled, raptured, out of the way, then that man of lawlessness will be revealed. So, if you're looking around for the Antichrist, and you're a Christian, you're never going to know who the Antichrist is this side of heaven. You will not know. Because you're not going to be here. We will not be here. We will be raptured, gone, before that man of lawlessness is revealed. So, don't be looking for the Antichrist. Be looking for Jesus Christ. But I bring this all together to tell you guys, all this data, all of this stuff that, you know, they got you hooked on, I'm telling you. It's all going to form. It's all coming together in the end days. And they're going to use all this technology to make slaves of you. That's what they're going to do. But we won't be here. We'll be with Christ. But the rest of the world, folks, and there will be the tribulation saints. Don't forget about the tribulation saints. So if you don't come to Christ now, you've heard the gospel. Um, your grandmama told you about the Bible. Um you know, your mama, your daddy, whatever, friends, coworkers, whatever, but you didn't believe. Then again, you didn't completely harden your heart to the Bible. But you just, you know, like, eh. But then when all this happens, we are raptured, then you're going to realize, oh, man, they were right. Well, you will have a chance at salvation. You will have that chance. Let me tell you something. You will be martyred for Jesus Christ. You will be a tribulation saint. Because the beast hates you. Satan hates us. I'm sorry to tell you guys, if I'm brushing your Bible this morning, Satan hates you. He hates me. He hates us. But that just shows you in the end days, he will come after you. He's coming after us now, as you can already tell. We are living in the end days. He's already coming after Christians. But when the church is raptured and then those who are left behind and they become Christians, they will be tribulation saints. They will be martyred, beheaded for Christ. So, if you have not accepted Christ right now and we are raptured, say we're raptured this afternoon, say whatever, boom, God takes us home. You're left. That's what you have to look, look forward to. I mean, it's not very pretty. But there will be millions upon millions who will be saved during the tribulation because they will realize, whoa. Because you can see, I'm just telling you, if you don't see all that, I see it all moving. I see all the pieces moving together just like Jesus said. But anyway, you know, I like to tell everybody, you know, if you don't see it, you better wake up. Anyway, guys, that's going to be the program today. Went a little long this morning, but had a lot to talk about. 
and it snowed here last night. <laughs> we got more snow coming today, so I'm kind of excited. Um, anyway, if you guys go to Ryan Hall Y'all on YouTube, I think it's Ryan Hall Y'all. <laughs> Let me look on here. Ryan Hall Y'all. Yep, Ryan Hall Y'all. Um, he'll give you some weather updates. And so, like, right now, winter storm is going to pack a punch. That was yesterday. Um, but he's got a live coming up today at 1230, and I think he might be on eastern time zone so anyway um guys get out there and check out ryan hall y'all and check out your weather because we got some weather coming up today where i'm from and uh snow people like it snows in texas it snows where i live in because i live in the panhandle so we get snow but you know and dallas gets snow too but anyway with that guys i'm really gonna get off here so get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha Thank you guys so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. May you stay focused on Jesus Christ today. May that be your hope. And if you don't know Christ, today is the day of salvation. He says, admit you are a sinner. Ask Christ to save you. Ask him to forgive you. Anyway, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait another moment. Anyway, with that, guys, I'm getting off of here. Maranatha.